Another week of controversy in the AFL. Another big week of Richo, Brownie and Hummer. Just what the bloody hell was Dan Rampey thinking? Richo has been star-spotted on a television commercial set. We try and answer the question that has plagued society for centuries. What smells worse, shit or vomit? It's going to be a massive, massive show. Matty Richardson, Nathan Brown, let's get cracking. We did you call him Dan Rampey off the, off the top? Yeah, what, what Dane Rampey. Ah, oh, I did say Dan Rampey. Oh, well. yeah, that's okay. We won't start no, again. That'll be the fifth start, restart we've done for your intros. <laughs> but it was strange, Matt, to see Dane Rampey just uh, scaling the post. I thought that I was actually saying things at home. He's a rare cat. Have you yeah. ever, I've, I've interviewed him a couple of times and he's uh, full on. He's yeah. a, You love to interview him. He's a different cat. Different he's a different unit. thinker. Yeah. But when, out of the corner of my eye when that came up on the screen, I actually thought I was delusional or saying things. Yeah. You just, it was unbelievable. <laughs> what wasn't did he it? think he was going to do? Was he yeah. going to touch it like holding out his arm? I don't know. I'd love to know his thought process as he went up to jump on that post. But the, the strange thing is like it's – not the strangest thing I've ever seen at a footy club. The amount of weird units you play with. If you put 42 people together, there's always yep. going to be strange, strange people. I think the strangest person or the, the strangest thing I've ever seen on a day-to-day basis at Richmond was Shane Tuck. Tucky, now, yeah. Tucky's part of the Ablett clan. And every, before every game, he would sit there with the elastoplast, you know, the stuff you put around your yeah. ankles to hold you, and he'd start taping up his ears before oh, a game. I remember that. Yeah. And he'd put like blue, blue before that, he'd blue tack in his ear, elastoplast around <laughs> his ear, and you'd be like, Tucky, what are you doing? He goes, I don't, I don't want to get water in there. Doesn't what? like water. Doesn't in want water in his, water ear. In his Does ear. Does he do it for a shower? But you get out in the field, he can't hear a bloody thing. You're calling him for the ball. He goes, he look at me going, oh, go, go here. He was uh, a rare unit, Tucky. The other one was Mark Coughlin who played at Richmond in yep. the uh, early 2000s. Good bloke, yep. really smart, intelligent guy, Cogs, but he did some weird things. No street smarts. You no like street streets. smarts. He had yeah. no street smarts. He'd walk into the shower with his socks on still <laughs> and you'd what? go, Cogs, your socks are still on. He And he would have no idea that he had his socks on. <laughs> He'd be, walking, he'd be walking out to get in his car after training and he'd still have two ice packs strapped around his knees. Dearing like walking man. out, oh, he was as rare. This know. is a bloke that went to a wedding, thought he was invited with his new girlfriend to Wood End, <laughs> stayed overnight <laughs> and he saw the groom and the boys out the night before and they said, what are, what are you doing down here? And, no. he was like, and then he started to think, maybe I'm not invited. So got there the next day at the wedding, sent his girlfriend, new girlfriend, by the way, to oh. impress her. Can you just go in, check the uh, the seating cards, make sure that we're actually invited to this thing, come back out and tell me. She's gone in, checked all the seating cards. Not they weren't then. invited, so they drove home. <laughs> Everyone else at the wedding's gone, what was Cogs doing at the pub last night? He's not even invited. Yeah, different unit. Hey, I was I was going through your Instagram, as I like to do from a, from yeah. a day-to-day basis, Richard. So that's your job, huh? Yeah, yeah, well, it is. It's part of my job. But I, I saw uh, I saw you doing some acting this week yeah. on a on – a, looked a very – Impressive TVC, which is TV commercials. What, what is this? Oh, what, a little, what just for? a little sponsors activation for Channel Seven and Amy uh, Car Insurance. So, all of the uh, commentators are doing their own yep. little uh, little piece with Amy. And Do I they listen to our podcast where you don't lock your car. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, they have. So it's probably a good thing for me. But fair income. When when they try and get you to act. It just doesn't work for me. I'm no Robert De Niro. You know Chris Hemsworth. It's going to be embarrassing. And I said to the guy when he's trying to get me, to, he's trying to get me to act shocked and then surprised because I'm kicking a footy and the footy's about to hit a vase, you know, insurance, oh, blah blah blah. And I've got to act like shocked that that it's about to hit the vase. And I'm watching this back, 
and it is just absolutely pathetic. <laughs> I want you to just reenact it right now. Give us your best yeah, us shock shocked <laughs> expression just before it hits the vase. So I've kicked the footy down yep, the hallway. I'm, I'm commentating. Yep. It's about to hit the vase, and I've had to go. <laughs> oh, no. See, wait, I just wait a, for it to come out. This is a classic example of a man who was good at one thing. Yep. He was very, very good at football. Don't. One thing he's very good at. Most other things, you've ever seen him play basketball or golf or cricket? No, I'm not he, good. he struggles no, good. at most other things I'm not other good than at, football. He's a good very, at very good um, footballer. Do you get an extra little bunsen out of these things or you got to do it as part well, of What do you think, Rich? Do you think well, I'm doing that for well, you? No. You've done some stupid things, Nate. I don't you talk. I have. Uh, What's the stupidest you've ever done? Well, looking back now, it didn't seem that stupid at the time, but I played a, uh, a doctor on, remember the other? Uh, on the footy show. On the footy yeah, show. The MD, MD, they MD, had. Yeah, yeah. And Bulger. House of Bulger. House of Bulger. Back in their day, if you watch them right now, politically correct, they are not. And you, they wouldn't go to where today. But I played a, a gay doctor who was Shane Crawford's interest, so I was called Dr Pink. Oh, so it just, wouldn't, it just wouldn't get over the line these days. But back then, uh, and you look back now in today's climate, you go, ooh. Yeah. I don't know about that one. Well, I mean, Times have changed, haven't yeah, they? they have. The stupidest thing I ever did with those men for all seasons calendars. Did you ever do one I of those? I did one of them, yeah. Oh, wow. Is that when you got your kid off? I had my kid off and the ph- photographer took me down to Merry Creek up there in Clifton Hill. Oh, yep. And he got me down there and I thought I started to get worried. What am I doing here? You know, this is not going not gonna to end well. So he's got me in Merry Creek. I've got a pair of chinos on with no top on and he's smearing mud all over me. Right? He was enjoying it. <laughs> he's smearing mud all over me and I said, what am I doing? He said, get in the creek there. Next thing he's got a canoe. I'm pulling a canoe down Merry Creek oh, like I'm geez. some sort of wild man. You were Borneo. a young stallion though, weren't you? Oh, yeah. You had the long, the long hair, hair, the Trojan haircut. It was haircut. embarrassing. You, were, you, was, you quite enjoyed your younger days, didn't you? Well, mate, that was, everyone yeah. did it. You yeah. tell me, Herdy did it, yeah. uh, Cuda did it. Cuda did it. They all did it. Lordo did it. Did, did you ever do a footy show review? Yeah, did that. Yep. In the younger days? Uh, Jeez, I, that'd be tough slide. I was the Beatles one night with Benny Gale and a couple of other boys and Blink-182 I did as well. Oh, mm. hey, uh, a few, a, again, a few strange results coming out of the match review panel of the Tribunal. What's going on? Because uh, for Ablett and well, I think more so Fife. I'll what, tell you what's, how? Go- I'll tell you what's going on. It is, if that hadn't have been Nat Fife, and I'll use the Nat Fife one because Ablett, she can argue a little bit because he got off the week before, but <laughs> the Nat Fife one, he chose to, to bump <laughs> and he bumped Lynch in the head. Now, he had to be suspended for that. Now, mm. I don't. I, I want to see Nat Fife playing. He's a champion. So but you think because he's a Brownlow medalist and a champion. What I'm saying is, and Ooh. I heard a couple of other people say this earlier in the week, they don't want Brownlow night ruined. Now, they want Nat Fife there. Dustin Martin's already rubbed out. So they want the big names. And realistically, yeah. there's five or six guys that can win the Brownlow, and Nat Fife is one of them. So you reckon Christo's giving him a, a pass, a leave pass? I think that. Untouchable. Uh, I think that. There is almost a hidden agenda going around that we can't have all of our stars rubbed out on brown line. That is the only explanation. Now, people say, are you kidding yourself? The AFL's got more integrity than that. But I I can't see how Durden can be rubbed out for what he did, a young Mm, player, and how Nat Fife can't be. It's controversial. the integrity of the AFL. Well, I'm not the only one. I think I heard Wayne Carey say it the other day. What about our man Count Count Christo as well? (laughs) 
You called him Christo we, before. We still you, alive? you call him Christo. <laughs> no, but you call you call him Christo. What I love about Hummer, and sometimes he has his shortcomings, like the intros to this show, but <laughs> he's he's a game. Is his big statements in right. uh, in the office out yep. here? Um, I don't get to hear them. I wish I could work here. He all made the time. a statement uh, not long after I started here that he could do. He's a world record man. He could do the world record right. at eating enough Ferrero shares in one minute. Well, we already, yep. already know that he he said that he could name any chip, any takeaway yeah, chip, which he didn't do, which he couldn't do, and he couldn't yeah. eat fourteen Ferrero shares in one minute. He got right. to three. So we're sitting out there last week, and he sits there. And we're talking about um, uh, shows that. Uh, one of the, well, one of the shows we're talking reality about. shows. We're talking about reality shows. And oh, he, he sits he back and he goes, I would win Survivor. He goes, you know why I would win Survivor? Because I'm a likeable sort of bloke. Everybody would like me. Okay. Which yes. to well, everybody then turned around and looked at him and thought, and I looked at him and thought, I don't know whether that many people like you in here with the amount of stupid comments no, you make. I think oh, this oh, and that was one of the facets. Yeah, I said, you're, you're semi-likeable. Yeah, I, you think you would? I would win Survivor and translate why, into a national audience where people are going. Geez, that hummer's a good well, bloke. Correct, because I, I'll I tell you why. I want to hear why you'd win it because I don't think good blokes win Survivor. No, well, I'm like I. I think I'm very likable. So one, <laughs> two, I'm happy to stab someone in the back if I need to. Three, I'd go okay at challenges, but I'm not that good at them that I'd be considered a threat. Right. And four. No, I've only got three. So those three reasons are why. But you need survivor. to be you need to be quite smart and cunning. To yeah, I've got a bit of questioning. He's but I think he's the street smarts. You need street smarts. I don't smarts have a bachelor of street. No, I'm but not, I, I do think the reason I'm a so I'm why a haven't you guy. been on one of these shows yet? If you're a, a lock in to win it, why haven't you been uh, on there? Because you've got to submit these videos. I, I right. keep going to fill the application form, but you've got to submit a video. I just can't be stuffed. <laughs> There's a, there's a real is ongoing he, thing with you, isn't it? You just get to a point and you can't be stuffed. Is yep, he likable around the office, though, or not? Well, I think, like, I come in here once a week, I find you I'm very likable. Well, we so took it upon too. ourselves to ask a few people around the office, right. and this is what they came up with. I've never met a less likable bloke. Rich Hammerson's about as uh, likable as an unlanced carbuncle, I'd say. Do you think that Hummer is likable? Uh, for the worst-dressed person in the whole office, he's got the biggest attitude. Hummer is about as likeable as a parking inspector. So it looks like you're not that, that likeable. How do you, you feel, can't go how to do you four feel people that hate me around the office. Go to some of my mates. But they're the four people in the area. I'll oh, take I'll you out for lunch, mate. I'll buy you a coffee. a bit rough. <laughs> a parking inspector. A parking inspector. Hey, moving what? on, uh, before we get to a break, mm. you, you and Don Pike have got something in common. Yeah, hang on. Well, Rich, well, Rich has got something yeah, on you because too, I, wanted to bring, on. I wanted to bring. I'm going to retort. I, I want to finish off because I want to pump myself up. Okay. Last night, I was I was going through Twitter. I was actually trying to find something that Richo had done. I like to keep on Richo. And I see. I get it. I said tweet from Nathan Brown. This is what it says, Richard. Right. Sweet. Will do when I get home and send. So he's tweeted that. That's a tweet. <laughs> Sweet. Will do when I get home and send. I, I must admit, <laughs> I saw it as well, Hummer, and I, I sat there and I actually scratched my head. I couldn't work out well, what you're he was the doing. Well, you're the top comment on it. What's happening, Nate? Which got 84 likes as so, well. See, so what is happening? <laughs> well, on my text messages, so I can get Twitter text messages. So when they come through from... Certain people, uh, they come to my text message. Right. And I went to message Luke Tunnicliffe, who's our producer on Friday Night Huddle. Uh, I'll send it to him for this Friday night. And I've accidentally clicked the wrong thing and clicked the uh, the message that goes to Twitter. Right. And I don't know why mine's linked up to my messages. I'm going to disable that. But I must admit, when people started, and I didn't check it for a couple of hours, and then uh, yes. I was getting all these uh, ad, uh, notifications, it could have been... 
that, cool. see that yeah, isn't yeah. A, you have got away very things, lightly think about some of the things you send to your mates that yeah. you don't want anybody else just to stupid yeah. nonsense. I could have sent that out to the whole Twitter sphere and that could have been career ending yeah it would have been <laughs> the best there was the response I know I've I've never this seen is the most <laughs> engaged tweet I've ever just sent <laughs> out some of the, some, I'll read some of the responses Tim McGrath yo Cobb you finally returning that VHS of bis bumps and brawlers I'd let you back in 1998 <laughs> Another guy called Joe. Thanks, mate. Didn't want my wife to see them. Catch up Friday. <laughs> <laughs> they piled in. Thanks, National. They have just that is magnificent. Yeah, I, but I would suggest deleting that yeah, feature. That's very, not a, very that's quickly. not a good thing that you can accidentally send a private tweet and a, mm. a private well, text message and it goes out on Twitter. I am going to uh, tweet back to everybody and say thanks for all the uh, the hookups. Yeah, but, people uh, enjoyed yeah. it. Well done. You lightened up a few people's night. I'll tell you what lightened up. My night was uh, earlier this week. I saw the press conference of Don Pike after the game. Finally got some support for a theory I had on this podcast. <laughs> Don Pike's like a multi, multi, he is. multi million. Yeah, he doesn't like, have to coach. Full on. What He's from? doing it for the right reasons. Uh, Business. Yeah, mining. Bloody hell. Anyway, Don Pike finally said after the game that the 666 has actually made the game more contested because you go into your forward line, you've got one on ones, which is okay if you're a forward at times. Yep. But if you're a defender trying to get some quick overlap run out of your defence, you can't get it because no. you haven't got a plus one back there. And Don Pike backed me up. Oh, He backed me up the other night after the game. So I just want to say thanks. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well done. Just Pike. before we go to the break, just talking about Don Pike being a multi-multi mm. from mining, our man here um, <laughs> oh, don't. bought cryptos. <laughs> At the very, very top <laughs> of the market. So I think January 14, just before everything crumbled, I think Bitcoin was 20,000 US dollars. He just invested I did all these 95% money in, of my portfolio is gone. <laughs> right at the top of the market. They always worried me, the Bitcoins. I've got uh, to be. Are they back? Are they? Yeah, they're back. Oh. They're going to rock. Oh, last week it was is it okay to fart the urinal? Well, is it, if you do fart the urinal, should you acknowledge no, it? No, it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay, okay have, because the people need to do what they've got to do. Gave, well, you gave a story about a man that just didn't acknowledge well, it. Well, you just didn't acknowledge it. I'm standing right next to so him. So what's the burning question this week? Well, this week, um, and we've all been in this situation, you know, and you, you go out with your mates and one of your mates goes overboard and has a big night and and basically blacks out, which yeah. we don't yep. encourage no, because you drink, drink responsibly. responsibly but, yeah, we've got a mate who wound up in some bushes out the front of a red rooster once. Yeah, I mean, we've all had a night where we've, Probably forgotten some stuff. Yeah, okay. It happens from time to time. The worst thing that can happen, I reckon, is when you wake up the next morning and all your mates want to remind you about it. Now, I'm asking the question should you just keep it to yourself, keep it on the down low? Because it, it, it's really it's not a good thing the next day when you're already feeling bad about yourself and everyone yeah. piles in on you. And I'm just going to tell this story about a mate of mine because I've been wondering whether I should tell him what he did. <laughs> I went back to Tasmania. Recently, and went out and had all a good of your trips to Tassie end in similar yeah, stories. Sort of oh, yeah. <laughs> I went back to Tassie and went out to the the local pub, the the Alex Hotel in Devonport. And we've all had a, a pretty big night, and I'm catching up with various groups of you know people that I've known over the years. And it was a really good night. And I was staying at a hotel just up the road, and the pub shut. And we thought, oh, I had a bottle of wine back in the room. So I went back with a couple of mates and we're having a glass of wine. We're watching a bit of Rage on uh, TV. Yeah. And Jeez, that is late. Yeah, That's a late it's night late. if it's Rage late. is on. And we're just sitting there and we're catching up, having a good night. And the uh, door gets knocked onto my room. And I open the door and it's another mate of mine, Mick Nowacki, the Polish bear. Oh, okay. He's, he's heard, the, heard the Polish, bear. Polish bear. He's a the big, big snorer. He's a big unit, the Polish bear. I think I've told yeah. you about him before, Hummer. 
And he walks in, the Polish bear, and he's not in a good state. And the, the other people that were in the room didn't know him. And they're sort of saying, oh, is your mate all right? And I sort of sat him over in the chair and <laughs> the Polish bear's sitting there. And similar to what happened to me, and it happens to me a bit in, in the toilet last week, the Polish bear started letting rip with some oh, real no. some real rip snorters, okay? And these other people in the room are just going, gee, that's a, probably a bit much. And I said, don't worry about it. It's all right. Within five minutes, it was pretty hard to even be sitting in the room. The Polish bear had really made this uncomfortable. It was pretty humid in there. So my mates left. My other mates said, look, we're going to get going. <laughs> so I'm now in my room. It's not smelling real good. And the Polish bear is starting to sort of hiccup a bit and I'm thinking, oh, oh, now he's going to be sick. So I've taken him into the toilet, put him in the toilet and I've walked out and I can hear him, you know, being sick but I'm thinking at least he's going to feel better after this. So he, he finished up, the Polish bear, walked back into the room and I thought I'll just go and check that everything's all right in the in the uh, bathroom. I walk in there, there's a bath in oh. there. He has filled the bath up <laughs> with the stroganoff that he had at dinner <laughs> And at least a bottle of red wine. Okay, so now, so now the room's got two smells in it. Okay, so I'm in there. I'm trying to clean the bath out. Okay. Right now. I'm trying to clean the bath out. I'm trying to get everything down the sink. I finally clean it up. Probably took me ten minutes. I'm feeling very crook by this point. I walk back into the room, hoping that the Polish bear's let himself out and he's gone home. <laughs> I look at the bed oh, and he's no. now laying on my the bed, bed and he sounds <laughs> So I get over there and he is a big boy, the Polish bear. I couldn't move him, so I gave up. I thought I'm just going to have to lie down next to him and go to sleep oh. and try and get a bit of kip. Within five minutes, he has rolled himself up like a mummy in the doona and I can't get the doona <laughs> off him. And I'm lying in bed. It's in Tassie. It's getting cold. I've oh. got no doona. The Polish bear's rolled up. He's warm and cosy. The room still smells and now he starts snoring, okay, and he is bringing the curtains off the walls. So I've lied there all night, freezing cold, couldn't sleep because he's snoring. I've woken up, he's woken up in the morning, I'm lying there and he's looking at me and I can tell he has got no idea what has happened the night before and I couldn't, I didn't have the heart to tell him. What? So my burning, You're going to tell him. No, I couldn't tell him. My burning question is, should I have told him what he did? Of course you should. Yeah. And you should be able to let all your mates know no, because what's I the point agree. of drinking and having fun if you can't then get together no, and go, there's a, there's a line hey, where, yeah, remember that night that you shit yourself and spewed everywhere no, and then stole my bed? <laughs> mate, it, it, there's a line where it, it just is embarrassing and it hurts the other person. It, he's better off not knowing the Polish oh, bed. You're no, a nice, a better man than, than Brandy and I. Well, it has taken nine rounds, gentlemen, but I finally got a leaderboard for the Trump and Trumpet Award. It's the Trump Award. I've done it on Excel spreadsheet. So you've actually done it. Yep. So the worst on, Michael Christian at 10 votes. Christo. Christo the cat at Christo. Essendon Football Club on nine votes. The AFL on seven votes. And Joe Danaher on five. While for the best ons, Lockie Neal on 12 votes. Steve Coniglio, Coniglio, nine votes. Jeremy Cameron, seven Aaron Norton six and Tim Kelly four. I'm surprised Tim Kelly hasn't got a few more. Yeah, well, yeah I feel yeah. I might have. I was almost going to put him in this yeah. week, but I'll go with the worst on grounds, um, and it all revolves around the. Oh, we start with best ons. Uh, we start uh, okay. We we'll start with the best ons. Yep. Ricky Henderson coming across from Adelaide oh, to Hawthorne. He, oh. he is flying at the moment, and as it's been one week, it has been week after week after week. Another thirty on the weekend. Career Not the best player on the ground, but career best form going really well. Career Ricky best. Henderson, career best form, yeah. clearly. Yep. Two votes. Um, Alex Keith, 
Was it was a went for the cricket, didn't quite get the cricketing thing, has now won a uh, showdown medal flying. Yeah. Good think, intercept players. Good they? intercept. Think about how many defenders they've lost Adelaide yeah. over, and then they come in with that. Duday goes down, he yeah, comes yeah. in. Like Jake flying. Lever. Jake Lever left. And I just can't get over Paddy Cripps. Three votes again for Paddy Cripps. He was extraordinary. Ooh, we're get him against he, Collingwood. Is he um, the best player in the competition? He's the most informed player in the competition right now. Yeah, he's, I reckon he's the hardest player to match up against. I didn't ask you that. I said, is he the best player in the competition? Um, I reckon no. he is. I think he is anyway. Well, okay. for those playing at home, Patrick Cripps is now third in the the votes. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, my best. Well, you, you mentioned Tim Kelly, their hammer with four votes. I gave him one vote. Ooh. He Is he Geelong's best player now? I think he nearly is at the moment, as we speak. I know he's yeah, he doesn't, got to, doesn't get tagged like the other, like yeah. Dangerfield or Ablett. You've got to put together a body of work, but Chichilong is going to have to fight hard to keep him at the end of the year. His, mm. his pay packet's going up weekly. I gave two to Al Clarkson, the master. Clarko. Um, the game plan that he came up with on the weekend to beat the Giants at the MCG was pretty good because I actually thought the Giants would come down and finally yeah. put their MCG hoodoo to rest. Jeez. They didn't. Yeah. And it was off the back of a great game plan from Clarko. Uh, he is a genius. I gave three votes to Richmond, just the whole team, on the weekend because I thought just before halftime when Ross went off injured, lost the rotation through midfield, and then Nan Curvis goes down. They haven't got a backup Ruckman. And for them to go on and win that game pretty convincingly in the second half, I thought that was as good a performance. Even if they lose players now, Richmond, it's it doesn't affect them. Like they've lost yeah. Rance, who's their most important player. Cotchin's out. Weather the storm. Um, yet they still continue to get the job Rewalt. done. Geelong Rewalt. are a bit similar. Even if they lost Dangerfield, I think Geelong still play. So would have played yeah. the last two weeks. So, yeah. uh, well points. done. All right, now the spicy ones. So mine revolves around. The, the one incident, and it's the Dane Ramby incident. I'm going to give one vote to David Myers. Now, kick a, kick a barrel, David. Kick a barrel. You are a massive kick. He kicked at 40 metres. Yeah, Where's yeah. your theatre? Where, yeah, I know maybe. he talked about, oh, I don't have a middle finger, so I can't. But you play might AFL. Be a, that might be a What Was that his excuse reason? for no barrel? Yeah. I don't well, he can't like, grip the ball properly to rotate it down. Oh. Since when you need every finger no, to no. grip it I don't even think you had David to rotate Myers, Lost the moment. Okay. Two votes you know to Dane Rampey. I don't know what he was thinking, <laughs> but he deserves two votes. Yep. But they weren't the worst two involved in the incident. The way the AFL handled that oh, incident was extraordinarily ordinary. Yeah. Um, so and I just AFL think if they had made the different decision, they would have they would have backed that decision up as well. But uh, I thought the AFL handled that pretty ordinary. Then to give him a fine of ten thousand and a thousand dollars, I just didn't get it. Uh, so that puts the AFL at top <coughs> of worst on with those three votes. Yeah, not just having a not having a good year Christoph. at the moment. A few errors. Um, I gave one to Dane Rampey. Oh, I, he should almost get best on for that. It was extraordinary what he did, yeah. but. Uh, it could have cost his team the game. Yeah, well, he could have got three votes in the game. He was that good He's, too. He is a super player, Dane Rampey. I love him. I gave uh, two to the GWS Giants. If ever a team just let another team come in with a plan and let them execute that plan for the whole four quarters, the Giants mm. let the Hawks do as they please. Is on that the player or coach? Because Leon's been questioned about how his tactics are sometimes. Yeah, I, He's been very good at the start of this year. <clears throat> I would think that he would have been suggesting that they get the ball moving quicker and they just didn't do it. They just kept going slow the whole the whole game out of their back half, played into Hawthorne's hands. And I gave three, not to the AFL, but I thought Gil on Saturday morning, um, I don't feel like he'd actually been fully briefed on the incident and, and seen what had actually happened before he went on radio. So 
Yeah, probably probably needed to do a bit better. So I yeah. gave three to Gil McLaughlin. What is what? What's the point of the AFL coming out when they can just continue to defend these decisions when they're clearly not right? I mean, does anyone really care what they have to say? Well, anymore? I think that's the question people are asking. If you've got rules, you you can't you can't then come in and say that. The but they un- can. But can the but they're the AFL. They control no, everything. There's, no, there's well, no body that you can go to above you, you the AFL. They control the game. You That's can't the way it is. People power. You Brandy. can't tell your umpires that they can use discretion on whether they actually use mm. the rule. Yeah. That's that's you can't do that. Uh, well, so we see the AFL joining Michael Christian on top of the worst time, while best on Lockie Neal remains on top on twelve votes. West Coast Melbourne kick off things on Friday night in Perth. Starts at 8 o'clock. So what time's that? 6 o'clock Perth time. Any of you going over for those? No. Don't no, not going for that one. Hey, uh, where do you, Melbourne in big trouble here. $3.45. West Coast, 80% of the cash, $1.28. We've yeah. got the line at 23.5 points. Nathan. West Coast for me. Yeah, I think I think West Coast are starting to get going. I mean, people have been bagging them. They've still beaten the Giants. Their percentage off second spot. Yeah, and they're still okay. – and they beat uh, – they beat Collingwood as well. We don't have the markets out for this yet, but Josh yep. Kennedy's been quiet this year. I think he's only going at two goals a game. Melbourne's defensive end has been pretty ordinary this year. Uh, back at home, Josh Kennedy, three or more goals. I might even take him four or more goals. I think it's going to be a big night for Josh Kennedy. Yeah, I just think either end of the ground, Melbourne is struggling at the mm-hmm. moment. And you, when you've got McGovern, and as you just talked about Kennedy, Darling's starting to play well. And young Oscar Allen's a very good player. I, I think the midfield battle... Melbourne can go with West Coast, but either end of the ground, they're better. So, yeah, I think the West Coast quite easily at home. They are playing for the Richo, Brownie and Hummer Cup on Saturday. The Richo is Richmond versus Hummer's Hawks. What's Brownie then? <laughs> oh, you can be Richmond. Just Brownie's, Brownie's Richmond didn't work. Are you a Hawks? Real are Hawks, man. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go Richmond head-to-head. I just think they'll be too good for Hawthorne. Um, yep. The way they set up, the MCG suits them, obviously. Hawthorne played the MCG extraordinarily well. It's going to be a really good game of footy. Richmond one to thirty nine for me. Yeah, it's Richmond have actually beaten Hawthorne the last three yeah. times, and you know when a team appears to match up well against another team, I feel like Richmond have had their wood recently. I think the game style that Richmond plays the opposite to how the Giants played last week. So interesting to see whether Richmond can get through that Hawthorne all over the ground defence. I think they can because of their forward momentum and the way they they move the football. I think it'll be pretty close actually, but I think uh, I think Richmond uh, back on the G can get the job done. 1 to 39 you get 225. The ruck mm. battle is interesting though with Nankervis out, can uh, Soldo who's a good VFL ruckman can he come in because Segler and McAvoy were really good last week. Big Ivan. Big Ivan Soldo. Don't mind dollar 70 for for Richmond there. Mm. Hey, uh, Geelong versus the Dogs. Very hard to beat the Cats down there, and I just think Geelong will get the job done. The Dogs can't score unless Aaron Norton kicks a big bag or Bonton Pally plays forward. So a uh, twenty, I don't want to take the Cats out. The line is 33.5, but, uh, look, to be honest, it might be more. Like, I know the Dogs have been playing well, but the Cats 40-plus. The Dogs won down there. Dogs have got a pretty good record down there. Have compared they? to most teams they have. Over a journey, they're pretty good down there. Is it is it time that opposition teams put a bit more into Ablett at half forward? Ooh, he seems nice. to be running his own race down there. Yeah. A little bit. He's flying. I think the dogs have got to really clamp down on him this week. Four twenty on offer for the dogs, a dollar twenty for the cats at Cardinia Park. Now, Brandy, one of the highlights of my 2019 has been that we've just been able to delve into the mind of our good mate, Richo. Yep. So we just ask questions back to back. Yep. Quick fire gonna, questions. Are you, you going to ask some serious them. questions throughout Probably not. Yeah. So oh, I've got, got a really good right. couple of serious good, ones. Good. First question, do you consider yourself an influencer? 
What, what is an influencer, seriously? Well, that's what I'm asking you. Do you consider yourself well, an influencer? Have no. you ever been paid for an Insta be put something on Instagram? No, I haven't. And you know what? That word, the, the word influencer, if that's what we have come to as a society that we have people Just called the question, influencers. Mate. I don't, no, wanna, I don't no. want a thesis on what it is. <laughs> no, I'm not an influencer. Okay. Uh, are you worried about the future retirees, Paddy Dangerfield, um, Jack Rewalt, John Lewis, taking your job? Where? At any of the media jobs. Jordan Lewis already has a job. I'll, I'll oh, let you it? answer. Um, yes, not not in the next two years. I would be concerned in the next media rights deal that mm. I might be singing for my supper. As a player, how were you receiving negative feedback? <laughs> You're uh, asking questions. You already know the answers. <laughs> <so. laughs> They're the best no, questions. No, I'll answer this fairly. Until the age of 30, I was an absolute peanut of a teammate and I'm quite – you know, I look back now and I'm embarrassed at some of the things I did. But I think from the age of 30 to when I retired, I think I was a reasonable teammate. And I reckon I took feedback better. What do you think? You're <laughs> definitely better than you career. <laughs> Which podcast do you prefer, this one or your Richmond podcast? Different. They're different podcasts. I like the Richmond podcast because, you know, we're, we're talking about Richmond, which I love. Yep. And uh, I enjoy the gentlemen that I work with, uh, Josh and Tony. Um, but this is different again. I, uh, I like this. I like working with my old mate Nathan. And as I said before, Hummer, I think you've been harshly treated by your oh. colleagues here at Sportsbet. I think you're a good bloke. So oh, I enjoy you, both. Probably, probably the Richmond one because I'm a Richmond person and it's really enjoyable. Yep. I know the history, but this is good fun oh. as well. If you had All a right. 20 year old Aaron Norton, which we do at the moment, yep. and a 20 year old Jeremy Cameron, who do you take? Well, Jeremy Cameron had kicked a lot more goals as a 20 year old, so I'd take Jeremy Cameron. What was the worst investment you've ever made? Unlike you, I didn't delve into the Bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty glad that I didn't. Uh, the worst investment I ever made was uh, through our ex-president, Nathan, Clinton Casey, mm. who built a resort at Torquay. Oh. Uh, and I bought uh, an apartment down there off Clinton, off the plan. Now, these plans that I bought uh, off were big. They were big apartments. The apartment that I actually was given and uh, purchased. Like honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> it suddenly was a lot smaller and you couldn't swing a cat in it. So probably the apartment. And the 1.4 million they're meant to be worth <laughs> turned into about 680. Was it as bad as um, your Laguna investment? <laughs> no, it's about, not as bad same, as that. Same bloke, different, different state. No, it um, ended up all right. Recently, West Coast Eagles players got stuck in a lift. Yeah. What former teammate wouldn't you want to be stuck in a lift? Oh, that's good. That is a good question. Yeah, that Darren Gasmer. Yeah, he was he was a, a serial pest, an annoying annoying person. Now, if you're in a lift, and I would have got a bit of anxiety in that lift. I don't like confined spaces, oh. and to be in there with someone who was making jokes and making light of it um, would have annoyed me. And that would have been Darren Gasmer. Hey, every footy club has a, a worst player, even at AFL level. Who is the shittest player you've ever played with? Oh, that's really yeah. Well, it's a, well played. Yeah, that's probably not listening. The worst. I'm yeah, not, the worst. Well, I don't like it because this stuff, I believe in karma, Rich, oh, okay. and this stuff bites you. I'm not answering that. Oh. Okay, fair enough. You well, know, he I'm, doesn't have to answer I'm it. Cross off you, love that, <laughs> you love that stuff, don't if you? If someone <laughs> offered you $5 million or a premiership, oh. yeah, what would you take? The premiership. You can always make more money, Nathan. No. Look, at you'd take the money, wouldn't you? Oh, of course he would. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you think I'm serious when I say that? 
I've I, I, I got a couple of doubts. Someone yeah, put five million right five there. Large. Tell you what, no, I, I reckon. It, and if your wife could answer for you, she would want me to be happy. Two and five. Okay, be very happy. All right, good work. Just rounding out the show for this week, which means our favourite part of the show is up. Who yeah, challenged who last no, week? No, well, it did, it's become Nathan's baby, this one, because... He's on the only one who can write. You are very good at it. Very, Surprisingly a good very good creative writer. In fact, some of the stuff he comes up with with this, I don't know if our listeners enjoy it, but I do. And, Nathan, you've got a career in creative writing if Thanks, you want to yeah. do it. Thanks, well, I think Not you should. Off my perch. I'm you should look at it. Now, um, <laughs> remember the movie A Few Good Men? Oh, yes. Now, the great courtroom scene where Tom Cruise is uh, questioning the great Jack Nicholson. Yep in the courtroom about the Code Red. One of the great scenes. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You so, can't handle the and truth. And Jack gets a bit yeah. hot under yeah. the collar eventually. So, so he's going to play Tom Cruise. Are we yep. going to are we going to throw to yeah, a little bit of... Yeah, let's throw it up. Yeah, let's have we'll, a listen now. Yeah, we'll throw to a little bit of uh, A Few Good Men first. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You... You, Lieutenant Weinberg, I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know, that Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I did. Oh, he just he got to Jackie in the yeah. end, didn't he? Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. So it's, it's a hard one to get an incident around. So we try and put an AFL incident into that. And what we've done is we've put Dane Rampey um, and obviously I guess yep. who, who he's got to answer for, answer to for yeah, so, his crimes last week. So this is Dane Rampey who is Jack Nicholson on the stand. Yep. And I'm going to play the – you're playing the part yep. of Dane. I'm playing the part of Tom Cruise – but I'm Michael Christian. I've got some questions. Oh, Christo. There we go. All right. I've got some questions for Dane Rampey. You want answers? Christo. Hang on. Just let me get it up first. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here you go. You want answers? I think I'm entitled to them. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> so we're playing a game that has posts, and those posts have to be guarded by men with guns called the AFL Commission. Those posts need to be climbed. 
Fitzpatrick, Hocking, McLaughlin, a long list of gunmen holding me down. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves games. We won the game. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties in Sydney, you're never going to get invited to. You want me on that post. You need me on that post. David Bloody Myers missing with his stupid finger. Excuses. He never got near it anyway. Kicked it 40 metres, the big baby. Did you climb the post? I did the job horse wanted me to do. Did you climb the post? You're goddamn right I climbed the post. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there we go. Another absolute cracker. I'll tell you what, Brownie, you just continually, you, you top yourself. Well done. You know what I want our listeners to do? And they yep. could, mate, who do they? Is there a hashtag they can no, use? No, just on, on Twitter or any of our Instagrams. Yeah, send, send, suggestion. In, send in the Suggestions of movies. Yeah, 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 hashtag the movie line. The it has movie to be line. good dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Get, send in some suggestions and we'll get Nathan to work Ooh, his magic. Is that good? All right, thank you. we still looking for a sponsor. Have you t- you're talking to Hugo Wines. Oh, Hugo Wines. Wines. Oh, the good. Nash. Yes, oh. very Nice. Well, yeah, Hugo Wines, we, we, we haven't got a, a new sponsor, so Hugo Wines is still the sponsor. I went, the, the, uh, I went to Shiraz last the Sunday night. Beautiful. Yeah, Beautiful. Beautiful. We are looking for a new sponsor, so get on to us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. As always, gamble responsibly.